Amen. So this is when you know the Holy Spirit's at work. <laughs> I would like for us to do communion together this morning. So if everybody would come up, we're going to half circle it, semicircle. We're going to share this morning together as a family as we celebrate what Jesus has done for us. And without even asking, my husband was attentive to the Holy Spirit and that song was a perfect prelude to this moment. I don't know if I have any other words besides the words of the song. I'm going to let you take the plate. So this morning, what I would like as we do this together and we just um, had a vision essentially of Jesus on the cross and what he's done for us. And as this song plays in the background, I feel like this morning as a family, but yet individually, that we each offer up our own praise and our thanksgiving and just honor this morning <laughs> and give him thanks for what he's done. So in your own words and in your own prayers, just thank him.
thank you this morning, Lord Jesus. We give you all the honor and the glory and the praise. And we thank you for this time to come before you together to worship you and to be with you and to be with each other. We thank you for this family. And we belong to you. <laughs> Let those words <laughs> rest in your spirit because we're all here this morning because we said yes. All right, we're going to let um, a little transition start to take place <laughs> so we can move into the rest of the um, service into honoring our pastors today. So we're going to ask Miss Kay if she would take up your offering, your tithe, and um, if you all would like to give online, you can do that as well. Thank you for family communion this morning. <laughs> 
Okay, bear with us just a second. Mm-hmm. Are we too old to be playing music with chairs? No. Never too old. Yes. I just can't move fast. Oh, yes. Okay, so um, I don't know how this is going to look because I see things in my mind, but you know, my mind's kind of offbeat, so it never comes out the way I see it. I am going to start only because I have something else to do before we end today, so I have to go get that prepared. So I asked people if they would just write a little something for the pastors. Well, you know, I kept going through my mind about a roast. You know how they roast celebrities on TV? So, yes. <laughs> so I had this roast here for um, Jane and Mark, and uh, I'm going to start with... Mark. Okay. Now, Mark means God of War. And I know Crystal would go into details, but that's all I have. Mark means God of War. But he's always at war for us, so that's good. Now, the name Mark. The word Mark means a lot of things. You know, there's question mark, mark my words, X marks the spot. Um, birthmarks, quotation marks, don't mark up the furniture or the walls, stretch marks, watermarks. I mean, we could go on, right? All these marks. And, uh, you, know, you know, he has so many people, right? So I said we're going to look at a few of them. Let's look at birthmarks. Mm -hmm. You know, in the spirit, we're always birthing new things, and Mark encourages us to birth new births. But, you know, sometimes it's not easy, and we end up with a few stretch marks that so we have stretch our tent pegs out. But Mark always says, keep stretching, keep stretching, because, you know, when you stretch, there might be a few marks along the way, but that's when you grow in the Lord. So Mark encourages us to stretch, and we may leave a little birthmark here and there, but that's okay, too, because that just means that the Lord is with us, that he has marked us, okay? So we have question marks. Mm -hmm. Mark, you know, he quotes the Bible a lot, and he's allowed his own little quotes, and he has, you know, He's a leader, he's a teacher, you know, a preacher, all these things. But I tell you what, you better put quotation marks around some of the things he says because you may want to repeat it. Because he has a lot of wisdom in his words, and he says a lot of good things for us. So remember, use your quotation marks. And don't mark the walls, don't mark the furniture. How many times did you hear that when you was a kid? Grace, don't write it on the table, don't mark up the furniture, right? Yeah, okay. Well, Mark says, it's okay. You can mark up all you want. You can go ahead and you can mark your mark, make your mark. He says, if you scratch up a few things, that's all right, because we know you're growing and you're going. So Mark encourages us to make our mark and to mark things as we go, because that's how we grow. That's how we know that we are moving forward. Now, I don't know what else I have written down here. Mm. Oh, that's at the end. Okay, so let's do mark the spot. X marks the spot. So how many times have you ever thought, oh, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to get there. It's too far away. It, I'm just not growing that fast in the Lord, and we want to give up. But Mark is always encouraging us. He does what? Life skill languages. He does all kinds of things to encourage us to get to that X spot that marks the spot where we need to be to go to the next level. He's never, ever 
stopped us. He pushes us, encourages us. Sometimes, you know, he shoves us because we need a shove. So, but we say, thank you, Mark, for always encouraging us. Then, mm, I'm trying to read my writing, sorry. <laughs> I basically already said that. But I did have one word for him that came. It was pointer. And I saw this dog, you know, a pointer dog that, you know, like a bird dog. Well, I saw this dog, you know, he's white with long hair and little brown spots. And I heard pointer. Mark's always going to point us towards the Lord. He's never going to steer us wrong. He's always going to point us in the direction we need to go. And he's going to push us and shove us because that's, that's his way of encouraging us to go forward. And Jamie, do we have something to say? <laughs> That's that so far. Now, Jane, you get the prettier card. Envelope matches. Okay, so Jane. Well, oh yeah, this is this is for you to gather at the end. <coughs> I didn't have I have, I ran out of card space. Okay. Okay, Jane. It means a nurturer, a rather dull playing person. <laughs> Jane, so I just broke down Jane. Okay, J is for joy. She always brings joy. She's always jolly. She's always there to, you know, lighten the mood and make us fun. A was for abundant. There's always more than enough for Jane. We all know that. She brings Jane bread enough for everybody. <laughs> and N was for nurturer because she encourages, supports, protects us in every way. And E was for, ex I said experiment, because Jane's always experimenting with new things. She's not the same ever twice. She wants to move this around, move that around, try this, try that. So I put ex <laughs> experimenting. Okay. So um, I couldn't find a lot of things for Jane, so I found. Huh? Yeah, well, I, saw, I had Dick, Jane, and Sally, but um, I went to, I have plain Jane, Jane Doe, Mary Jane shoes, so we're going to go with plain Jane first. Now, this is a saying, you know, people use plain Jane, but Jane is anything but plain. She's always, um, she has flares and gimmicks for everything. Uh, she doesn't know how to be showy, so she's just herself. And she's so much outgoing leader. She's a friend, a mother, a wife. She's a uh, counselor. Um, nothing plain about her. It's all natural. She is a natural beauty, so she doesn't need a lot of, Fancy stuff, you know, you do fancy up something. I love your earrings. Did you ever like you notice her earrings? <laughs> I want to tell y'all, she's, she's, I like her earrings, yeah. So, anyway, so Jane, you know, but plain Jane with this thing, but she's anything but plain. She is beautiful in every way, shape, and form. And then we did Jane Doe. You know, Jane Doe, they use like John Doe for an unidentified person. Okay, Jane does lay go unidentified. She will bring you into the kingdom and show you your identity in the Lord. She will bring you into the family. She will nurture you. She will raise you up because no one goes unidentified. Jane will make sure that everyone knows who they are and who they are in the Lord because that's just the way she is. She will see nobody set aside and go unnoticed or unrecognized. And then we had Mary Jane. Mary Jane is a type of shoe. 
Okay. Yeah, well, I looked up the shoes because that's what I wanted. <laughs> Go with the flow here, everybody. Okay. <laughs> so Mary Jane's shoes, it's a brand of shoes. Okay. Now, Jane would walk a mile in your shoes for anything you needed. She would not hesitate to go the extra mile, the extra step, just for you. Um, I can't read my writing, so we're, just, we're gonna ad-lib this. <laughs> and so anyway, and um, I just know that even if the shoe doesn't fit, Jane will make it fit. She would take out the back of it, whatever she has to do to help you along. And you know this old saying, these shoes were made for walking. It's actually really sweet. But that's just what they'll do. <laughs> She'll never leave you stranded or alone to walk it out. <laughs> my, my, my words, thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't hear any applause. I mean, come on now. <laughs> okay, so that's your card. You can put it in your envelope yourself. And throw it in there. <laughs> now, I couldn't find anything for Burlington. I mean, just didn't go with anything. So I chose family instead. Now, they've adopted us all into their family, and um, whether we wanted to be adopted or not, we all, got <laughs> we all got adopted into the family because that's what it's all about, being one large family, being together in unity, and they make us feel like a family. You know, they have us to the house. We have, you know, meetings here. I know we're not a large group, but we are family. And so, um, you know, the old song, we are family, <laughs> but I have a better one. <laughs> So one day this lovely woman, she met this lovely man, and somehow they knew it was much more than a hunch that we would all come together to be catch the fire on house crazy bunch. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I just had fun with it. So um, the word I got for you was footloose. Footloose. You know, sometimes you know we get grounded and we don't move out of the place we've been grounded. Jane, I've heard her footloose. She likes to keep moving, she likes to keep doing, she likes to be adventurous, she likes to try new things and take us new places. For that I'm grateful because you always take us deeper into other places that we might not go otherwise with the Lord. So I'm very thankful for you that you are footloose and you're always taking us someplace that we need to go. So you can have the family thing. <laughs> And the footloose and the other one, <laughs> you can't read it, it's another thing. So anybody wrote a word out or they have an, uh, an offering or a gift for them, I do have one somewhere, it's not even an envelope. So, and now I'm gonna call the next person up because I have to do some other things, okay. I'm not reading mine, I'm just gonna throw them in there and you guys can read them later. Um, but the gist um, of them per se for you, um, Pastor Mark, you always fuss at us about your title, but your title has been earned. And it's hard to come across pastors that actually allow growth and encourage the growth. I know my mom just talked about your encouragement and your nurturing, but coming from a lot of different church families, this is the first pastoral church family that has allowed nurturing and growth into the things that God has actually called <laughs> at least me too. <laughs> so um, it is earned and it is a title that um, I know you don't like to call forth, but it is earned and it should be used in that manner because it is um, well respected when you use it properly. So, um, and I just love you. So 
I'll let you read the rest. Um, your word, I hope, resonates with what you got this weekend because as you were talking this morning, I was like, oh, gosh, that's so amazing. That's great. So um, amen and hallelujah. So. Hmm. Oh, I don't even know where to begin. I've known these guys for a very long time. We were at another church together. But I didn't know you. I didn't get to know all of you. And when I first came to catch the fire, I I was in a bad way. (laughs) I just finished chemo treatments and radiation. I had no hair, no eyebrows, wearing a wig that didn't sit on my head right. You welcomed me in and just... And because of your pursuit of the Father, because of the uphill climb you've had and just the walking stuff out, I feel more me than I've ever felt before. And the me that got uncovered through the life languages and everything that you guys do, I mean, I really like that me. And I've embraced that me. So thank you. Thank you for continuing to go to Papa and to the Father and to bring that back. You know, I'm speaking for myself, but I think I can speak for a lot of people. That you uncovered my true identity. So thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Gee, thanks. I didn't write a word in the card. It just, um, I just love you, love both of you, and appreciate you for the way you speak into my life, the way you accept me, for who I am. I don't have to be someone else. I don't have to be like this person. I don't have to be Jan. I just have to be Carol. I don't have to fit into a mold. And I've been in many churches where I've had to. And so this is, it's a freedom. It's a freedom, and I want to say thank you to both of you. You know, when Sherry first called me and said, we're going to adore our pastors. It's Pastor Appreciation Day. And I thought about this, and I thought, oh, dear, I'm not good at these things. But the more I thought, the more I couldn't separate the two. Jane, Mark, two peas in a pod, salt and pepper, and the two shall become one. And you have. And you have earned the titles of pastor. We all respect and love you. And I wrote something down. You both are skilled teachers, skilled preachers, and loving people. We may not always tell you, but we do notice your commitment. 
and we are grateful. Thank you for making a difference that will last us all a lifetime. You both shine the light of Christ to each and every one of us. And I get nervous talking. May God bless you. May God's peace and love always, always guide your path. We love you. Well, we're blessed to come up here. We love you guys. Appreciate you guys. You have a lot to impart and a lot to give and so much more. And Jamie has a word. (laughs) (laughs) So the word I got was fulfillment. And uh, fulfillment is um, to develop the full potentialities of, um, to convert into reality and to make full. So I'm believing in this next season that you will come into fulfillment. And I just, as we were um, worshiping, like that wave just caught my eye. I couldn't get away from it. And I found this portion of Rick Joyner's word, and I couldn't, there wasn't a date on it. Um, But I just want to read this portion says when a tsunami is traveling across the oceans it's barely a discernible ripple in the water but when it approaches land it begins to rise fast sometimes to a height of several hundred feet in minutes a calm sea can rise up and sweep away everything in its path even though it may seem like we are in a spiritual calm now a spiritual tsunami is coming, and we must prepare for it. So, thanks. Hey, um, just a little tidbit, a little side note. Um, Berlinson, I don't know if you knew this, but 60% of women with the name of Berlinson are known to be teachers. And that's a true fact. Yeah. Just so you know, I thought that was cool. <laughs> um, so I know you've I've talked about your names before. So what I did is I went I went and pulled out one word from your name that just really stood out to me. And I've spoken this word over you before, Mark. It's the word essential. And every time I, I look at this word, I mean see this word, I see this over you, and I know you already know this, but then I saw something different. Um because essential is necessary, uh, essential is extremely important, it's imperative, um, it, it's a must-have, uh, it's fundamental. Um, without the thing that is essential, the whole system could collapse. Essential is like breathing. Without it, I mean, you can't survive without it. And so that's how God made you. You are essential, and what you have to offer is essential to those around you. But then I pondered it a little more because, I mean, I know this, and I, you know this about yourself, but more than that is the people that you gather around you because you are essential, you speak that into them without even using the word essential. You don't have to say it because it's already who you are. 
So what you teach and what you do and everyone that you gather around you, they leave knowing that they are important and that they are valued and that they, what they have to offer is essential too, is life-giving. So just to reiterate that. And then, so Jane, when I was looking at your name, the word ready popped out. But then out of the word ready was the words poised for action. And I thought that's good because the word poise definitely ex um, uh, describes you. Yeah, I was going to get ready to say explains, describes you, poised for action. It, most people will say ready for action, and that's good, but this is a little different. It's poised for action. And poised is the way that you carry yourself. And so um, when you're poised for action, you know, you're assured, you're composed, you're balanced, you're steady in your readiness. There's, you exhibit composure, you're prepared, you have full control, you're free from agitation, especially when there's stress. Um, you're waiting, you're waiting till God says, and then you're ready, but you do it, everything in that action that you're getting ready to do, there's such a grace, gracefulness in the way that you do it. You're not just ready for action, but you're poised for action. You're calm and you're dignified. And all of that comes across in the way that you carry yourself. I don't have a prophetic word, but I just really wanted to say thank you because I've been in so many churches and um, been involved in activities in so many churches, but I've never met pastors that were real. I mean, that I mean, they were always way up here, and I didn't feel comfortable walking on the beach or coming over and eating or call you about personal problems. And, and I just feel like um, you guys are safe. You're really safe for people coming in that really need to a place. And, and you provide that. So I thank you both. You do your, well, your job excellent. All right. <clears throat> so part of this is echoing what other people have already said as far as shepherding. Uh, like they were just saying, that's the last thing you want to be called is pastors, yet you're, you're both true shepherds. And like she said, I've been to a lot of churches, but uh, most of the pastors aren't, don't really necessarily, not that they're not bad people, but they, they don't have the same shepherd heart, their sh yeah. same attitude. Uh, so you're true shepherds, and you're good shepherds, and you watch over and you protect your sheep. Um, you're not hirelings. You're not just doing this to check off a box. Well, I need a job this week. Let's see. How about a pastor looks good? Let's try that. So that, that wasn't what you did. Uh, you're not hirelings. And uh, again, kind of like what they were saying, you don't need a business card that says Pastor Mark, Pastor Jane, because if you have to put pastor in front of it, it's like, 
well, didn't we know that already? Or, you know, so you don't need a, a pastor in front of your name is because that's just the very nature of what you are and what you do. So, um, and it's humble, which God likes, of course. So, um, and you give the gift of time. You know, you're getting gifts today of money and cards and things like that, but we're all limited in time. So that's one thing that you give is a gift of time, which is irreplaceable. So thank you for your time and your giving and your shepherding. Um, <clears throat> Mark, kind of similar when I was, thought of Mark. Lord, what do you have for Mark? I'm uh, thinking about, you know, like, the, don't miss the Mark or whatever. I saw a picture of, like, a football field. And you remember the game Lawn Jarts where you had these sharp arrows? You, they don't sell them anymore. They're too dangerous. But you'd, <laughs> you'd throw these uh, jarts out, which is like a, a dart with big arrows on it with metal weights on it that goes out. And I think God was encouraging you to throw that further down the field. You know, get that jart out there as far as you can, go further than you have before, and then bring other people there. Then you're going to show the rest of the flock here. No, no, no. You hold the jart this way, and you throw it that way, and this way you're going to be able to go farther and, and make a better distance than you have as you're teaching others. Um, let's see. So I have Ephesians 4.11 for you. Hold that for one moment there. So for you, Ephesians 11, so Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers to equip the people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God become mature in attaining the full measure of the fullness of Christ. So that's what you you're both do. I mean, the first time we even walked in the church, you've never even met us before. Oh, great, come on up, give a testimony, share what you got. Um, so that's what you're doing. You're equipping and training the saints. It's not sit down, be quiet. I'm, I've got this. You know, it's you're encouraging and bringing about those gifts of others. So, thank you, Mark. Yeah. Go ahead and say a few words if you want. Hi. <laughs> All right. All right for Jane. Um. You're up here leading worship, <clears throat> and the scripture that came to mind was from John chapter 4. <clears throat> you Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews, yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kinds of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. And that's what you do. I mean, we've been to different churches. There's bigger churches that got, you know, massive orchestras and fancy sound systems and things like that. Uh, yet what you're able to do is bring out with just whether it's one, two, three, five, whatever people it is, it doesn't matter. Um, it's anointed. The presence of God is here. You know, so it's not a show. And the only way you can do that, of course, is because you can't lead somebody to a place you haven't been there before. So you've spent time in his presence and then through the... Uh, wonderful worship, you're able to bring people with you to that place. So I appreciate that. Um, I also saw a picture of like the beach. I know you love to walk on the beach with Tina, and the beach just goes on and on, and that's kind of what your heart is. It just like 
man, this beach just never ends, does it? And that's your heart, too. You're just always giving. Uh, it just never ends. So thank you for your heart. And then I said, well, Lord, what do you have for Jane? Do you have any word for her? Walk or run on the beach. Walk Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta run. <laughs> All right. So I said, Lord, what do you have for Jane? And I saw a picture of a cornucopia. So, you know, that kind of a horn basket kind of thing with all kinds of fruit coming out of it. So that meant to me, God has abundance for you personally um, and that you'll bear much fruit. So uh, then I had John 15. Um, uh, saying, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you, this is my command, love each other. So God's giving you a cornucopia. He wants to give you more. He's got more blessings on the way. But as part of that blessing, it is fruit and fruit that will last. Amen. Okay, so I don't like talking in public, so I'm just going to read exactly what I said. Okay, so Mark and Jane are like the star above the stable in which Jesus was born in, but in this case, it's the church that in it began life and rebirth and people coming together to create a family. And in it all started with the star Mark and Jane. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter two, said the star of it said the star of Bethlehem signified birth and kingship. When Mark and Jane rose above the church, people were being reborn, and nurtured, and saved by the Lord. In this church, we are more than they are more than our pastors. They are family, and we love them. And and. I compare them to the keystone in an archway that the Romans built back then. And they needed the keystone, which it was the stone up top in the middle. Yeah. And without it, this church needs them to keep everything together, just like the keystone and then archway. But without the keystone, all the stones would fall apart. And she's afraid to talk in public. Anybody else with a word? Want to share anything? Okay. Hey, so um, Kevin said to tell you guys he loves you and appreciates you. And I just wanted to say that one of the things we both appreciate appreciate about you guys the most is that you never give up on us even we when we are busy giving up on ourselves so thanks sorry i'm just a visitor i'm from texas and i was here for the b school my name is tanya i met some of you from the b school but i just um so appreciate your hospitality and hosting his presence here. I mean, you do it every day, but just um, for the B-School was just very, wow, wow. I, I don't even have words. 
Thank you. So we got a little surprise for you, but um, it's not here at the church. So we got to, like, take y'all out of somewhere. You remember where we went before? And you guys, like, loved it? And it went to a lot of places, didn't we? There was one particular place. I'm not going to tell you the name because everybody was like, hey, we want to go too. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I'll give you a couple of hints. And if you guys can figure it out, then yes. Uh, food's great. A lot of people. Sometimes you have to make an appointment. Uh, buffet style. Uh, kind of bougie. Upscale-ish. <laughs> um, in Myrtle Beach. Nobody get it? European, a lot of meat on the buffet, a lot of meat, something I don't eat, but they do. Say it again? Yeah, we're going to take you guys to Riel's. So you guys love that place. I, I remember that. So I get to wash my feet. Oh, that's for you guys. Dang it. Anybody else? Gracie? Gracie? No. All First uh, Samuel twenty five forty one says she bowed down with her face to the ground and said, "I'm your servant and am ready to serve you and wash the feet of my Lord's servants." So, I mean, she represents all of us. We're servants. We, you know, we want to honor you and your God's servants, and so that's what we want to do. Okay, so um, the chairs are here for people like me that cannot get on the floor on my knees so I will sit down to wash feet. This is um, a choice and so if you're washing someone's feet and somebody else wants to come up I will tap their shoulder. You tap the shoulder of the person so you can you can wash the feet next and you can do both one or you don't have to do any. So um, this is what we're going to do and you can pray, you can do whatever you want when you're washing the feet. That's totally up to you. <laughs> 